0: I'm
1: This is episode nine of Integrity Radio. I'm your host, Z, and you and I are here with
2: Ben Jacobson, the secular humanist.
1: And yes, uh, Ben has a separate podcast and also Facebook uh, titled The Secular Humanist. You know, um, there are a lot of the secular humanist podcasts, and uh, there are and blogs around. So,
3: um,
1: but there can't be too many of that particular title. I'll say that. (laughs) So,
2: so far, so far, my, uh, Facebook pages uh, have mainly been devoted to promoting the Integrity Radio Podcast. No, well, thank you. <laughs> that, I'm a, that I am a co-host on.
1: Well, you I do
2: hope at some point to start getting some of my own content back up there again.
1: Hey, you get to kill two birds with one stone. You get to kind of do your thing, and you help me with my thing at the same time, you know. <laughs> a very uh, pay-it-forward Although I thing. have found that
2: uh, uh, quite, I have one friend... Uh, I'd probably give her a shout-out. Christine LeVang, if you're listening, as I probably know you will. Here you go. Uh, Yeah, she says um, she loves to drink her morning coffee and listen to us.
1: Oh, cool. uh, Well, very nice. I'm drinking my evening coffee right now. (laughs) So, you know, regardless of the time, we'll still be in sync because I'm drinking coffee. You're drinking coffee. Ben, you're drinking beer. I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking (laughs) beer. Uh, um, you know we just posted you guys can't see it but you can actually see it if you go to Picking a Daisy on Facebook you on go Facebook. to Picking a Daisy dot com uh, oh no you won't see it on Well, you might be able to see it on Picking a Daisy dot com because there is it, a Facebook you'll see, it,
2: you'll see it on the secular humanist I share all these uh, BB gun pictures
1: yes and there's a uh, um, where else did, uh, is this showing up on uh, well, it's going to be on eBay pretty Twitter. soon. Or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We want Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter, Twitter. Uh, picking a daisy is on Twitter. Picking a daisy is on um, Instagram. That's what I'm, I am was trying to think. I keep forgetting Instagram, but yeah. Um, and on Twitter, there is no picking a daisy on Twitter. There's actually... Uh, just, that's uh, CZ. Yeah. underscore Z. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you are listening to integrity radio, which is on anchor.fm slash integrity. And there is um there's a new music thing that a channel on bandlab.com slash c music, which is where I just play music and you can actually go I saw your
2: I saw your thing today, I did not have a chance to, uh, I, just gave, I just gave it a like as I was scrolling through, I did not have a chance to actually listen to it.
1: Oh, of the piece that uh, I yeah, did? The, the yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can, like, you know, I recorded a little piece, that's what Ben's talking about, is I re- recorded a piece last night, uh, just a quick little ditty, uh, uh, laid a bass track, and then played two guitar tracks over top of that. And played some drums by way of MIDI keyboards on top of that.
2: And for anybody that is wondering what we're talking about, just get on your phone and go to your Play Store and look up BandLab, and you can download it. And coming from somebody that knows practically nothing about music, you can get on there and And really do some cool stuff, even knowing nothing at all about music or how it's put together or anything. And it's. uh, Yet, if you are a musician. And if you are a musician, then it becomes, I would guess, even more cool.
1: Well, it it actually kind of meets halfway. Like, uh, it's not a really good dedicated digital audio workstation. But if you just want to get on there and record some sounds and kind of lay some tracks. And not really tweak with it too much um, then it's good to go so for a lot of people it works as a good um, you know notepad of creating music but see I'm a lo-fi kind of guy so it's more than enough that I need to just uh, you know play my heart out and like yeah play tracks, and, it, you know?
2: and if you're somebody that's doing into doing creative stuff kind of hey I'm, I'm kind of the way I am you know I love doing creative stuff and podcasts and things on the internet if you're looking for something to bang out some funky sounds for the next thing you're doing on the internet look no further than band lab
1: oh yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah they've, they've got a lot and of it's nice... really easy to use they're sort of pads is what it is they have whole, these whole little orchestrated like kind of um, sound sets yeah and you can just press the pads and it changes the sounds and makes you feel like you're a real musician and it really is a creative uh you know you feel creative doing you it do, so. you do yeah you do. I, don't, I don't think it's uh um you know it belittles the creative process at all which a lot of electronics can you know and when i cheapen the process when
2: i first downloaded it uh you you know you have a workspace that's empty you have to go like download like if you want to use a, a a drum set or a guitar or whatever you have to go download that w- particular instrument you'll and you'll be presented with a list of a, 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 maybe 100 different oh, it'll yeah, say guitar know, you know right. heavy metal guitar and you download it and then there'll be a little play button and you push it and it just plays a little riff like a little riff from like yeah, a heavy metal like a heavy, a heavy metal riff. Yeah. And when I first did it I thought that was it. Uh, and I no. thought that I was supposed to take that riff and like combine it with other stuff. Uh. And I didn't realize when you touch it you open it you're it brings up like a little guitar. Yeah. And then you can actually play the notes and, and do with that that's particular sound, whatever particular yeah. sound you downloaded yeah you can uh you can then play and and it, so that's a sound library, yeah, yeah, their yeah. whole
1: sound library is on a cloud, and it's constantly growing too, which is really nice, and you don't know, the biggest thing about um music programs is the sound libraries and how much space they take up and processing they take up on um on your phone or on your device. So, by putting the sounds, the sound library up on the cloud, and then you can kind of review all the different sounds, uh, you can really kind of choose your favorite ones and then not bog down your phone with a, a huge library. Or if you want, you can bog down your phone with a huge <laughs> library. <laughs> yeah. But I keep it simple. I, I, you know, I essentially want to play my guitar and play my bass. So, those are real instruments. And then I want to play my piano, which is its a f- real instrument that crosses over into the virtual instruments. And then drums, because drums are a pain you have to carry around. That's always going to be a virtual instrument that I play on the piano with my fingers. And, um, but the vocals, it's nice. You can, If you have the interface, you can plug the, um, the, a mic into there and do some nice vocals. Uh, good vocal quality with a low impedance mic. And, uh, I would actually do this program w- with Band Lab, except it's just too much of a pain in the ass. This, I can just press the button, you boom, press, we're yeah, going, yeah. you know. I
2: used to do that, um, before I got, before I started using Anchor, I would sit there and I have, uh, Adobe CS5 and I would record every episode and, and edit Edited. all the ums and ahs uh, out. Ed- well, I didn't really, I didn't. Oh, you didn't bother so, doing that? I didn't that? quite go in that yeah. far. But I would <laughs> edit it for, you know, you know, just trim it up a bit and, you know, maybe add a little, uh, little thing, some music at the beginning. Intro, and outro. Player. It was like one podcast was like an all day.
1: Oh, yeah. Whereas this, yeah. you can
2: do, you yeah, anchor, you just push play record and then you're yeah, done. And publish. And you're publish. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, you don't even have
1: to bother titling it. If There's you a little want. button right there.
2: They even provide a little button for you for, you know, share to Facebook. Oh, share, yeah, share to, to share Twitter. This? Yeah. And there you go. Yeah, right. Of course, sure, yeah. You don't have to do
1: anything. You know? Works with all of your social media. Eye. <laughs> so, well, uh, band lab and anchor sure are a, uh, a combo, you know, uh, a, a good combo. So, you know, uh, to switch gears back to the uh, BB guns, um, this Buzz Barton, it's a 1933 Buzz Barton. It's called a Model 103, no, a number 103, Model 33 Buzz Barton. Uh, It's a reverse caulking gun, which is kind of neat. Except that if it's cocked and you unrelease this, it will snap back really hard and uh-huh. hurt you. Well, so, um, if anybody out there has ever had reverse cocking uh, BB guns, I had never. Hurt
2: I had never seen a reverse cocking BB gun. I never even knew, had no idea that such a thing even existed until I. Uh...
1: I don't recall one existing, but for some weird reason, I recall being hurt by one. Uh-huh.
2: When I was a kid. I ca- yeah. I mean he's not lying. When you cog you can you can just flick the thing out with your with your one finger and then the pressure is when you bring it back and yeah. if it slips or if something happens, yeah, you will you will smack, come you'll smack, smack, you'll smack, smack, smack smack your, your
1: knuckles hard enough
2: to Yeah, if your
1: hand or something's <laughs> in the way. The uh um the nice thing is is you can you know, you can keep it shouldered. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because yes. you can use the your shoulder although it takes a a bit of practice getting used to that back. Yeah, yeah. If you, I don't think you'd do it as a child, you know, sure. as a young yeah. child. So <laughs> so this is an interesting guy. It's all nickeled, and uh, it was actually covered, uh, a sort of rust covered, but the rust was so They were pretty much able to get all the rust off and reveal the nickeling. Um, and so there's just a little brown patina here and there, and then certainly some pitting, yep. uh, some black and brownish pitting going on. But, um, but, man, uh, your dad did an amazing job on this stock. The stock looks beautiful. I forget what the wood is. Do you remember what Mahogany. the wood is? Mahogany. Wow. Yeah, that's an amazing, amazing the job. Zone. He banged that out in a half a day. I'm telling you, we're going to have to... Uh, Get him working in the sweatshops. He needs a planer. He needs a, need a planer. <laughs> oh yeah, the, and, a flat and things sander. will be too easy. <laughs> so then you could do it in ten minutes. So it's funny, you know, as, as popular Bansom. and and as expensive as these Buzz Bartons are, um, they've never been my favorite shooters. I, they've all been a bit squirrely. Well, uh, they're this, very strong shooters. This one is definitely squirrely. Yeah, it's strong, but it's squirrely. I think you have to pick your uh, distance on these. Like, it works nice at, uh, shorter than what ten feet? Like ten feet? Yeah, we were shooting at hitting 10 fine, feet point was of fine, aim. But we were shooting at a,
2: a concrete mixer. Yeah, it's kind of big. A, at about fifteen yards,
1: and literally like trying to hit the side of a barn. You no. Know? Yeah, didn't want to do it. So. And maybe that's why the Buzz Bartons weren't so popular. I mean, you know, you can't judge a gun by just one of them. Yeah. But I have about three or four of these, I believe, and they all kind of, you know. The 195 Buzz Barton, which is really the 155, for anybody that cares, um, is probably the best up shooting of them. And not as nicely constructed. I mean, this this feels like a like a twenty two. It does. It? it does. It's yeah. a it's a it's a heavy gun. Yeah, and it's a it's a bit long. A yeah, a bit longer. It's on the long side. It's a little bit uh, hard to believe that it would be for a kid, especially how hard the trigger pull is on that. Yeah. That's even a a really light trigger. It's spray got the on the, there. the the tube the tube sight on it. Hmm. I know a very strange tube, telescopic tube type setting. There's yeah. no lens in there. It's no just lens, like a yeah, long it's just a, pipe. Just a tube that you sight through. And then room. a real short pipe in the front with an aperture. <laughs> they both have little apertures in them. Yeah. But very peculiar. Not, I don't find it pleasant. Yeah, aim. Not, It doesn't
2: make. I it don't, don't t- find it pleasant <laughs>
1: to shoot. Doesn't make it easy at all. <laughs> But they are the most, probably one of the most sought after daisy guns, which is strange, you know. It's funny, you know, the very first, the wire gun from 1888, you know, for some reason, it really hasn't within me been a desire to have one of those, you know. I think that thing is, I think that thing is cool. Well, I think it's cool, and if I I probably... I Certainly sh- wouldn't, uh, you know, you not it? buy one. Have oh no, shot- I've never
2: touched one before. The one, um, the one that you have, have you, have you shot that one? Which one? The the one you showed me. Oh, the that's one. the model H. The the one, what looks like a clothes clothespin, with the wires and the, it's
1: all wood and. Oh the oh no, that's not a daisy. That's a, a Markham King. And that was, yeah, that was made around 1888, 1889. You shot around that. There. Have you ever shot Well, that? yeah, I mean, it can shoot from about six feet away efficiently right now. But they were actually quite strong guns to shoot. So we haven't quite restored that one to the to its full functionality. Um, and mostly because I don't plan on selling it anytime soon. So it's kind of on the back burner of the ones that we're on the ones we want to work on are the ones that are going out the door yeah. you know so um, those kind of take priority and uh, yeah I, th- I think we I've got over half of my entire collection uh, is is going up on mm-hmm. eBay so uh, I'm pretty excited about that because I it, it's always been that it's not you know, I've always intended to do that once it got to a certain point because that's the only way you can grow like you know once I Uh, If I can make uh, just even a little bit of money off of these would allow me to get enough money to buy the next gun needed in the collection, which, um, you know, the one I've been trying to get my hands on probably from day one is the model number 25, first variant from 1914. That to me is my Daisy Holy Grail. You literally just spoke Latin to me. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's the gun that you have. The gun that you have, the oh, new, yeah. Model number 25 oh, okay. with the very first one made you know, in 1914. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I, I man, I've been wanting that gun since the the Chinese, since the very first uh, you know, Model 25. Want to get that. But uh, you know, there's a there's a few other ones that um you know, the wire a gun from 1888. That'd be interesting. I don't know if I'd want to own it, but that'd be interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, knowing about a gun and wanting a gun are two different things. It's like an instrument, right? You might want an instrument, but if you haven't heard that instrument, you don't really know if you like that instrument. I think it's kind of like guns are like that, too. Yeah, I mean, Until you shot the gun, you don't know if you really like well, it. You know what makes this really interesting is that you're not
2: just buying a bb gun and looking at it and you I mean, you and my dad are actually taking these things apart pulling the guts out figuring out and a lot of times because there's no manuals that exist for these bb guns from the 19 yeah. they're a lot of times figuring out on their own how to disassemble these yeah. things yeah. inventing their own tools to yeah. to yeah. disassemble them yeah and getting these things apart and figuring out how they work and then put them back together and make it more beautiful than they were before. That's cool.
1: Yeah. That's, well, cool. That's, that's, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do it without your dad because he has a certain amount of expertise that, uh, you know, you, you just can't fake, you know, and <laughs> I know what the, you know, I know a lot about the guns. So I know a lot about like parts. I know a lot about Um, how they should be, I I buy them, (laughs) you know, so, uh, uh, but I really wouldn't be able to go as far as I've been able to go now with, without him, because what I did before um, he got involved was I would take them apart and, uh, you know, to every bit and piece up until the, the, the spring piston, because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't manufacture a, a, a part Nor did I know how that would even work to get it out. And as much as you see the instructions on YouTube, I'm going to tell everybody on YouTube that does YouTube videos on fixing daisies, you all suck. Oh, my God, you suck. You guys should put up a couple. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You know, once we kind of get settled in, like, you know, all the guns are posted, and then we kind of got a groove going, um, I think I'll start doing those kinds of videos. You know? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, more uh, repair videos that, that, you know, yeah, because I can't tell people they suck unless I'm going to be willing to step in and <laughs> do a better job. <laughs> so, uh, tentatively, you suck. <laughs> as soon as I take over and do the job right, you guys suck. Okay. <laughs> uh, man. But it, yeah, you know, uh, the work that he did on the stock now, it's going to be hard to let go of this gun, even though it's a, you know, an unpleasant shooter. Um, but I, man, I, I'm quite sure this will, this will go. The problem is, is it's not an original stock. So people might, you know, you got to let people know it's not an original stock. So they might kind of poo poo that and, you know, want to buy it for $30 or something. In which case it's like, oh, come on, you know. Yeah. Well I, I can't I I can't let go of these for less than what I got them for and I definitely didn't get this one for thirty dollars. Yeah. This one. Uh, yeah, the Buzz Bartons and the Buck Jones. I just put a Buck Jones up. Yeah. Uh all of those are very Okay, so this has become an excruciatingly boring podcast for anybody that doesn't (laughs) care for BB guns. guns. It's like, what? (laughs) Okay, hey, if you've followed this thus far, let me just say this about BB guns that might inspire you. And that is this. Imagine if all the guns in America instead of firearms were actually BB guns. Oh, imagine all the BB guns. And every man, woman, and child's
0: hands. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And then all we just, we just have blind people. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's all. It nobody would die; they'd just be blind. And oh, look at that—we're already that, aren't we? <laughs> look like you have chicken pox, but well, you know. Oh no, that's only if you if you have BB parties. Me and, BB and Dave, gun parties. Me and Dave got in a fight—a BB gun fight. No, oh, nice. It was a,
2: a airsoft. Air airsoft, okay. Although uh the airsoft guns we were using actually fire fire faster than these things too. Oh
1: yeah, they do about four hundred, right? Yeah, about yeah. four hundred yeah. feet per second. You can actually hurt yourself with an airsoft. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah You can no. get plastic heavily embedded in yeah, you. <laughs> we uh we
2: got into a fight out in the yard and uh friendly fire. Yeah, friendly fire. We were we were doing uh we were like pretending we were, you know. Pretending. You're having fun. Cowboys and Indians. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting were, were, you, were you
1: getting into an argument over who was going to be cowboy or who was going to be the Indian? <laughs> or did you just go color?
2: Well, actually, it started out, he came up and <coughs> shot me in the back of the leg when I wasn't looking. <laughs> and then I had mine, and I took off after when oh, he was running. Damn.
1: And,
2: and then we got into this whole sniper, uh, you know. Oh, my. But I, I popped up from behind the car. We both popped up at the same time. We are probably about maybe ten yards apart, we both popped up, we both shot at the same time. If it had been a real gunfight, he would have won. Yeah. Because his pellet hit my my gun hand. Oh. I felt his pellet hit my gun hand oh, my. about about a half a second before I pulled the trigger. Yeah. My shot hit him just underneath the eye. Oh okay. About a half an inch underneath his eye. And he wasn't wearing any Oh, any protective oh, anything
1: that's it uh, boys and girls if you're listening that don't do this that is, at home. this is stupid yeah this is a stupid thing to do his wife took see his
2: wife took the guns away no oh, was good for him. his wife <laughs> he wouldn't let us play with them anymore my god so
1: some guys i think they're married so they have some way to save their life because their mother's done
2: yeah if i'd hit him <laughs> in the eyeball oh it would it would have blinded
0: him oh yeah you should see yeah. he had a
2: he had a the welt i mean underneath his eye it was like <laughs> I mean, they 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 it's it's like getting hit it'd probably be like getting a shot with this thing, I mean, yeah, yeah, it raises a nasty
1: bloody welt where, wherever yeah. it is, yeah, well, always have eye protection on always have eye yeah, protection. always eye protection, Don't never shoot at it. another human being of Don't course uh that that's that's what uncle Ben is trying to tell all of Don't you right now. <laughs> So, what, uh, did you have questions? You said you had questions, or you did we already approached I did have a question. I, uh,
2: you had asked me what I wanted to talk about on a podcast. Yeah. We've gone on for, I think, 24 minutes now about BB gun. <laughs> 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 but no, I, uh, uh, asking questions. Yeah. Asking questions. How do you, how do you ask questions, uh, like yeah, I think asking asking a question is an art form.
0: Because
1: oh yeah, right. It's not really so much the answer. It's no, asking. It's the question. It's isn't the it? It. it's the question. Yes, it is
2: now. I'll take my 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 relationship with you. Every once in a while, I'll I'll say something or do something. Uh, probably more say something. I think I do stuff that you're impressed with, you know, and craft, whatever. Anyway, from, from it, it's, it's hard for me to impress you with a thought like, oh, here's an original thought that I have. sometimes I do. But you, yeah,
1: you, you impress me with your actions. I'm, uh, I've always been very impressed with your actions from day one. Um, but uh, I do sometimes ask a question. Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: And I immediately get that you'll you immediately give me that look like that. That
1: was a good
0: question. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. How do you ask a good question? What is What is the difference between a bad because there are bad questions just get that out there There (laughs) yeah there's no such thing there's no such thing as a bad question that's bullshit (laughs) yes there is yes i've always said there's (laughs) no such
1: thing as a bad question there's just bad people that ask really stupid questions that's right yes there is such a thing as a bad question so
2: how do you ask a good question and how and how do you recognize a good question
1: well, I think a good question is a question that you can ask that the person that is listening or going to answer that question uh, doesn't answer before you've finished asking <laughs> the question. <laughs> I think that's the best kind of question. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, asking the right question is what it's all about. And it's getting harder and harder. Uh, This is an epidemic thing, man. What you've brought up intellectually, I think, is is very astute. And that is people aren't even asking the right questions anymore. No. No. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. And and so... (laughs) You don't
2: ask the right question. You're certainly not going to get the right answer.
1: Well, you know, well, you you, might you'll the, ask a question yeah, and you'll get, sure, the, the answer, yeah. you'll get the usual answer or you'll get the usual polarized <laughs> answers, <laughs> you know, or you'll get some abstract, you know, subjective answer. Right? And, I, and
2: I suppose along with uh, how do you ask a good question? And, and here's another
1: here. I, I think this is wrapped right up
2: into it. How do you answer bad questions?
1: Oh, you really shouldn't entertain.
2: No, I. Bad well, okay. Let Let's say somebody asked, like, legitimately. Like, let's say I asked you a bad. Like, let's say somebody who's important to you, who is who is legitimately trying trying yeah, to ask a yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah. But they ask a bad question. How, well,
1: how you... then I think what the the what you really want to do is help them frame the question. Uh, help them fr- because usually what's bad about a question is how it's framed. How it's framed, yeah, yeah, you uh, know. Uh, you know this kind of brings us into the last episode where we were talking about framing. Framing, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, and how fr- and and here's an example where f- sometimes framing is bad and framing is good, but w- what we're trying to say about framing really is that framing has an agenda. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Whenever you frame something, it's right. for a purpose. Right. And so
1: usually a bad question um, uh, uh, usually can be helped if uh, if, it, if it's it, asked in a legitimate... Yeah. If you can maybe get at the agenda. You know, like, you know, a lot of times you'll hear this, you know, somebody asks a question that's it's kind of funky... And so you ask them the question back, um, what are you trying to get at? You know? And I think that's usually, you know, what it is like, okay, so I don't understand what you're saying or asking, but what are you trying to get at? Because a lot of times bad questions are really too, um, how do you say? uh, Too uh, wordy. Too packed. uh, uh, (laughs) Too Too much there. No, too packed with agenda. Uh, um, geez, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, but yeah, there's too much of your agenda. There's too much there. I
2: had a I had a a college uh, English professor tell this to me. You write well, but you're trying to cram way too much stuff into way too short of a. And I think that's I think that's probably the problem a lot of people have with the question. You know you're, you're, you're shooting too, you're, you're going for too much.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Uh, it, keep it, yeah. you know, I, actually I, I think you, you, you did a Y on, on, you know, on that train of thought there, but I, I like it though still. Yeah. You know, very, I think that's even more poignant uh, and, and speaks more generalistically of how people ask questions that they're not really um, qualified to ask. Yeah. And not qualified uh, educationally, yeah. But they just didn't put the time and effort into asking,
2: and they don't ask in a God. Let's try uh, a specific. People ask questions that are not topic-specific. I'm trying to... Just, subjectively loaded was
1: what yes. I was trying to say. Think Yes. Subjectively yes. loaded.
2: If you're going to ask yeah. a
1: question, it, it's... Like, do I look fat in, this, in these pants? I, yes. How <laughs> yeah. well, you say rather I look than, fat in these pants? You rather know than, I was trying to get you, know, you to say I you, look well, fine. The,
2: here's the difference. You could say, well, do I look fat in these pants? Or, which is a, a subjectively loaded question, or you could say... It, 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 you know can, can you keep behind me is, is am i breaking the seam but is my belt snapping is is, is did i rip that's the seam? right that's did right I,
1: did i rip the seam in that's the back right. of my pants yeah see you're getting more specific it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then then uh you know you're not uh, i would say ask certain types of question asking are almost passive-aggressive yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah most definitely. So. Well, hey, listen. Thank you for listening. 30 minutes. We are. To Integrity minutes. Radio. Um, yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we've got two. a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll do a chapter two uh, on this because we have only just begun. <laughs> That's right. Uh I got some music that I just recorded coming up for you. So stay tuned. Uh, definitely check out pickingadaisy.com and check out uh, Integrity Radio on Facebook, Picking a Daisy on Facebook, check out Ben at the Secular Humanist on Facebook and here on Anchor we'll see you next time see you guys here's the song for today's one song a day challenge. I'm a songwriter, so I have to write songs. I'm not a virtuoso instrumentalist, I'm not a recording engineer, (laughs) I'm just a songwriter. This one's called Hurricane. If you like this song, please favorite and share with a friend. This song will soon be available for purchase on iTunes and wherever music is sold. I'm Z, and this is Integrity Radio. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right, this is part B of part A, and you remember what part A was all about, right? No. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Well, hey, let's just talk about the here and now. So, uh, yeah, this link analog actually is allowing us to record straight to anchor yeah without going through any other programs
2: super cool how you can just buy all these attachments to just plug right into the power charger port on your
1: well if it were uh, an apple you'd have to buy a very expensive interface really yeah oh, wow. well, okay. see but um, no. this company band lab puts out a thing called the link analog and it's actually put out by the company that makes the uh the software uh the the band lab software
2: now the is ban- there yeah.
1: when you use this is there anything like an, an app that you have to download no you just plug it right in and no it's plug and play and and huh. well that's what we just found out now didn't it, it well of course it's obvious that it would be plug and play for the band lab app right mm-hmm. but for it oh, was this to... spe-
2: specifically designed for the band lab yeah, yeah oh. it was.
1: it's made by the same people okay. but can be used as a digital interface uh obviously for other apps yeah, that's... Super, badass, yeah that's super badass that's because cool. i was about to try to do this on band lab and then export it but that's work <laughs> we're not looking for work here <laughs> We're looking for rest and play. We get plenty of work, That's like right. you get plenty of work, <laughs> haven't you? I get plenty of work. Yeah, so no problem with working. Yeah, still marveling over how quickly your dad can install a cast iron stove and a uh, a window with a bug screen. You know, <laughs> the place I was at last, uh, we needed screens for years. <laughs> He made a window and screens for the window. Man, incredible, incredible skills, man. You know, and know what the lesson has been, and that is, uh, and I've heard this lesson iter, iterated, reiterated, Re- reiterated. Re- reiterated. Yeah, but probably both were. And that is done is better than perfect. And um and what I mean by that is that a lot of times for my I'll just speak for myself. If I don't have the right tools, if I don't have the right things, then I don't I don't even bother doing it. I go, well, I don't have the right tools. Can't do it, I don't have the right tools. That doesn't bother your dad. No. Having no, the right tools no. is just like not even a thing. It's not even something to be considered. No. <laughs> and that really as is long quite as he incredible. has
2: his pocket knife and a little duct
1: tape then he's he's good oh yeah yeah so uh yeah let that be a lesson to me but uh um but you know the thing is is you, you can't just do that you can't just see that and go oh yeah I'll live my life like that you got to have the skill sets if you don't have the skill uh, yeah, sets yeah yeah you then that to. really is a fateful Life. Yeah. You have to be
2: able to see, you know, one of the interesting things about my dad, uh, you know, I kind of hand in hand with everything else. And I think this has a lot to do with the way his, his brain works. Uh, you remember years ago when I was really into chess, mm-hmm. I was really, really into chess. I mean, I had books on chess and I memorized openings. I could actually play the, usually would play the first 15 game, first, uh, 15 moves of a game of chess would just be all from book. Yeah. Like I didn't even start thinking about what I was doing until fifteen moves in. I mean, I was really good at chess, yeah. not really, really good, but I would I was. I had probably a seventeen, eighteen hundred rating at the best, maybe.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I would play my dad. My dad has no training in chess theory whatsoever. I, for years, literally studied chess theory. He was consistently a match for me.
3: When yeah. he, Nobody,
2: nobody, yeah. none of my friends. Yeah. I, I could usually, if I played my friends, I would beat them in like ten moves. Yeah. Usually, ten yeah. to fifteen moves. Um, my yeah. dad was always a consistent match for me without having any knowledge of chess <laughs> theory, just because of his ability to see the position yeah. and to understand the relationship between things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Re- I played chess with him a couple couple weeks back, and uh, I was really impressed because I always liked it. I, I I don't consider myself a chess player, but I really do enjoy watching people, um, you know, do whatever they do, mm-hmm. you know, in chess, you know, like that, because I, te- I don't go in with a strategy. I just kind of, you know, I know how it goes and, 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 and I know that there are strategies I've read the, some books, you know, but for the most part, I like chess to see, to, almost as a display of people's analytical sure. You know, no, uh, sure. acumen. Sure. Yeah, you know. sure.
2: So. <clears throat> so I had a, uh, I had a good...
1: Uh, oh, hold, hold on. Keep that thought. Maintain that thought. This is Integrity Radio. I'm your host, Z. Uh-huh. You're listening to uh-huh. my co-host... The secular humanist, Ben Jacobson. Yes. Um... And uh, you can also listen to his show. He has another show on Anchor called The Secular Humanist. And uh, yeah, Ben, go. Uh, Yeah, I heard something the other day. I really liked it, and I thought I
2: would uh, run it by you and see what you thought. Um, Never be so sure of what you want that you will not accept something better. There is a huge difference... Between what we want and what we can accomplish.
1: Oh, yeah, well, you know, something better usually is a stroke of luck, now, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know about the word "accomplish" in that whole uh, statement, but uh, it, it is a very inspirational statement and uh, and and holds some truth. Uh, you know, um,
2: I got that from um, Chris Voss. He's my—I've been just listening to everything by Chris Voss. He's a fascinating guy. He was the uh, FBI hostage negotiator. Oh I think yeah, yeah, yeah. On. That's
1: right. We, we talked about <clears it. throat> yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe I did uh, hear. It. <laughs> I would only say this: in um, in addition to your information that you're getting from Chris, is beware of getting advice from hostage, hostage <laughs> <Hosted> negotiators. <laughs> you know, I also say that about, like, when people reference, um, you know, great song lyrics, you know. They'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and because they're usually referencing a song lyric from somebody that is dead from a drug overdose. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, too, he doesn't do, like,
2: uh, he doesn't do podcasts or anything like that. He actually gives... Uh, uh, hit the talks he gives are specifically tailored to uh, salespeople mm-hmm. or specifically yeah, tailored right. towards yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: increasing yeah. your sales. Right. Uh, well, that's advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and it's, I guess apropos, but you know, that, that, is, I think that is the problem I had with um, when I, when, you know, when I listened to him was, that he was indeed giving advice. And it's along the same lines of um, the art of war, like when er everyone in business was reading the art of war. Uh, You know, I think business really has to turn around and, and, and get away from that paradigm. But yes, it is how it functions. If you want to survive in it, perhaps it still functions or you find... Factions that function that way, but i you know uh, there's a uh, you remem- remember Courtney Bordier, I believe. Yeah, yes, yeah, I do. I, 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 Pardon me if I'm saying your name wrong, Courtney. Uh, but he's a Wing Chun man. He's still a Wing Chun man. So I think he's uh, trained with Chris. He was in the uh, video down that we shot with Paul. Darfell. That's right. That the never the the never released videos. Oh. Um, I still have all those. I still have all that footage. <laughs> he um, had criticized, uh, sort of, sort I, of criticized. I saw that. You saw that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't a harsh criticism. I think it was more of an <clears throat> addition. I wanted to check with him, indeed, to see that if it was like in contrast or addition. Yeah, you know, that's always my question these days: is when somebody says something, I always have to make because they never make it clear. They go, are you adding to what I said, or are you contrasting what i to what i said you know mm. so i think uh in contrast and in adding <laughs> he had said uh do you remember what that was no I, I don't uh it, just how we shouldn't have to work so hard and oh that's so right. many hours yes, yes right? That's right, that's right and so <clears> the <throat> distinction is is uh, oh so he had said he had that's right. Yeah, in who who achieves anything by not working hard? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's how it works in your passions and in your, uh, you know.
2: Well, and there's a huge, you know when we talk about work, I think that there. I think work is maybe a little ambiguous a term. I think there's there's separations there you know i fully plan on working my entire life but yeah. <clears throat> there's a big difference between working for somebody
1: else that's right and that's working right. for me yeah yeah so the job the career or the work uh 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 the gig yeah there is there's a huge discrepancy between all those different types of things no you know and uh, uh it really disturbs me you know when people make a big deal about how they work and maybe another person doesn't work. You know because <laughs> we're only going to be on this planet for a real short time. Really, are we going to just start getting arguments about what is work and what isn't work, and and what you know get you know get a job or don't get a job? Uh, you know, it's more should be contribute, give or take you yeah, know i yeah, I got in a yeah. huge i got in a huge fight with my uh with my supervisor
2: at work the other day because um uh you know we have a couple people in the office that have second jobs and they they get to leave early <laughs> and i'm like and i went to her and i'm like i have a second job i, I need to leave early too it's like well what's your job and i'm like i'm getting ready to sell my house i Pretty much every ounce of energy I have is being poured into working, and she's like, "Well, that's not a, that's not work. That's not a job." <laughs> oh, I'm like, "Who? Man. Who? How dare you? Uh, who you? I'm probably working three times as hard doing that
1: uh, as the yeah, guy yeah. that's got a second job down at the coffee shop." Again, that whole idea of what is work, right? You know, I mean, man. Now, I certainly understand there there are people on the planet that are leeches, and they they take. And they have no concept of giving or con- contributing. I understand that. So ooh, we can discount those when we're having these sorts of those people who are having these sorts of conversations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole idea is that you have more time to learn. So, and, and more time to experience instead of spending all of your time working when in fact, you're not even really working. You're spending very little uh, time actually doing, you know, real work. The, the more, you know, the more time you spend
2: doing what somebody else wants you to do, as opposed to what you want to do, I'm just... just casting generalizations here. Sure. But no, no, you, no. Yeah, I, I mean, you can, you can speak in general. here. You're not yeah. going to be uh, as fulfilled in
1: your life as you are not going to have as, as full a life as somebody who is the opposite. Okay. Sperson. Well, I don't know if you could say that. I would say that uh, I would agree with that personally, but I don't know because so many people lead lives by being told what to do, where to show up, where to be, when to be, what to be. <laughs> You know, and so many people do it, it's hard for me to imagine that you can lead a fruitful life doing otherwise because well, I, I have, I've actually led a, I certainly a, a life, don't, life I, well, I certainly don't mean it's to say fruitful. To
2: you, <laughs> I, I certainly don't mean to say that you can't lead a fruitful life. I would just argue that you could be lead a more fruitful life if you were Maybe.
1: Maybe. Hey, if you're not fulfilled then maybe that's why, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that would be a, a way to say it. Because I know, you know, like imagine uh, there are people that uh, like handicapped people, uh, mentally uh, handicapped people that if they could be given a job and given a work, you know, given something to do and. It would really make them give, you know, really help them in their lives. They would really feel good about themselves, and that they actually have a job Mm and they're they're normal or regular part of society. Now let
2: me ask this, you know, because I mean, based on the job I have, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. How do you maintain service? You know, use my I work at the post office. No, use that is a perfect example. I work right now, I probably work about anywhere from eight to 10 hours a day on average, uh, five days a week. Mm. Now, let's say, okay, let's say an ideal world, let's say I work, uh, you know, four days a week, six hours a day, and somebody is going to have to step in and it's not like that work is just going to wait for me for the next day. You know, this is a service job. You know, it's not like uh, I'm an artist or I shouldn't say that, but it's not like I'm a a waitress or something like that, you know, the work will pile up. Somebody has to do it. So how do you maintain service without suddenly running into exorbitant costs of, of having to have more employees because everybody's working a little bit less?
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Oh, I got you. Okay. You're, you're actually talking about that whole thing of, uh, working less. Well, no. You, you work, people working less actually means using up less resources to get to work, using up less resources being there at work, using less resources uh, uh, in in general. So it, it, as far as a business is concerned, it's, it actually helps them because they're not, uh, you know the The real deal here, and I think where the the new paradigm that's coming up and that's happening, it's already happening in other parts of the world, it's happening in some parts of the United States, and that is universal basic income. God, you know what? That's a great question
2: too. Let me ask you about this because I've I've heard the you know. I've, uh, uh, you, uh, UB, UBI or whatever universal. universal I've heard that tossed around I've heard Sam Harris talk about it I've heard a few people talk about it yeah. the burning question that I have I guess number one is would this be I mean how do you pay for it
1: <laughs> the burning question I have for people that ask that question is how the hell is welfare being paid for but
2: but this would be different like
1: okay how would it be different because
2: it would be way more people like if you gave
1: like let's say you said every you know how many people are on welfare rather social security or what or, or state welfare the numbers are just mind blowing and it's such an inefficient and and but how and, and would corrupt you corrupt system?
2: How would you? I mean,
1: so universal so how how and that's an inefficient corrupt system. Would you badly say run system?
2: Would you say that like everybody like say you pick some arbitrary age, say eighteen. You know, as soon as you hit the age of eighteen, you automatically get a thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Would it only be in a certain age range? Like, would it, like if you already had a job and were making good money, would you not get it?
1: How how would it kind of work? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I certainly don't give a lot of thought to... Because to I whoever. just look at basic income because I don't think it's going to happen within my lifetime. Well, but it certainly is something that is going to happen. Um, you know, it's it It's happening and it's going to continue to happen and it has to continue to happen. And whatever the whatever so-called barriers there are to it, they need to be easily... I know I'm putting well, that word. They need to be overcome. Because that they was, will be easily. Because we're already in a in a, in a in a in a broken system. This does kind of lead back to our let's system. When I was talking about let's, where you turn capitalism around, hmm. where only when you're in debt you're in good standing.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. see that because see, I, I looked. I, I think I looked it up. I was like, how many people in the United States are over the age of 18? It was something like. I can't remember exactly. It was like a hundred and fifty million. says yeah, somewhere in there. I'm like, okay. Well, you do a hundred and fifty million times a thousand dollars a month, and you cut up, come up with a, a pretty staggering number that we would never be able to, to do. Like it was, it was like hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars a month.
1: Oh well. They, you know, I wouldn't let hundreds of billions or billions of trillions. There's no or, way. There's or no, any of there's that no sort way. of How, how could you do it? I just we're don't understand how you can do it. involved in hundreds and trillions and billions. And, and we've got, what, trillions in debt. And then there's trillionaires. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're in such abstract land now. We need to just knock it off. And so, and know. here's the thing. I don't think Here, we're talking about numbers that big yet. Well, no. Here's the thing. You're talking about a, a futuristic sort of a, a paradox, although a paradigm. There's a, you're talking about a paradigm that we're not living in yet, and then you're trying to apply yes, to yeah, the, yeah, yeah, living of yeah, yes, an old paradigm yes, into a yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it, I yeah. suppose,
2: and maybe if you wanted to say it, it would come down to a reallocation of re. It's not. We wouldn't be talking so much about money as we would be resources. Perhaps a reallocation. Eventually, of we just got to knock this shit off. Reallocation man. of resources yeah. to...
1: You know, we, we got to knock it off with uh, with all this. With so much of our behavior, we just got to knock it off. Now, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. So, it's, you know, people give me a lot of flack because they talk about stuff that, that is unreasonable. Oh, yeah. Right well, if you were... Out, oh, my God. You know? If you were...
2: You would be... Decried as a crazy socialist and vilified in the most horrific manner.
1: Yeah, well, but and, but, while, but that, while they're collecting their so-called uh, <laughs> corporate uh, uh, welfare checks, but that's but that's yeah. because
2: you're looking at it like you said from this paradigm,
1: not from right. Yeah, and there's so much, man. That uh, uh, I, I I I talk to your dad about this a lot. We stumble on this topic a lot, and that is how. The way things need to be and the way things are going to be isn't the way that we would want to live. We wouldn't want to be there. We wouldn't want to live that reality. But it is certainly the way, you know, like more controls certainly have to happen, you know. Less freedoms definitely have to happen, you know, and all the stuff that we're against. It it's still probably has to happen. I mean, if you it, you know, if you just think logically, think emotionally about it. Of course, you don't want it to happen. Of course, you don't want guns taken away. Of course, you don't want want to have to have uh, you want to work hard and then uh, people they come in take your jobs. What do you think? What do you think about Jordan Peterson? Oh fuck! I hate him.
0: <laughs>
1: it's kind of. I'm kind of glad to hear you say that. Uh, I. uh but no, you know what I hate more than Jordan Peterson? Because I don't really hate Jordan. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, but what I hate more, no, let's stay on this. Let's just stay on this for dramatic sakes. What I hate more than G- Jordan Peterson are people that like Jordan Peterson. That's what I hate more than Jordan G- <laughs> uh I find some of his
2: ideas wow. com- Well,
0: it's been because he's just
1: scholastically, uh, you know, he's putting the story together. I I mean, you know, Pinocchio. Come on, tell me about the story of Pinocchio. I know. And how how, (laughs) how that's so (laughs) profound. Listen, I love a good good show. (laughs) Tell me about dramatic... tell me about dramatic not stereotypes where are they Archetypes. archetypes tell me about the archetypes and and tell me all about that because yeah i'm not a drama student i don't know anything about drama and how drama is connected to psychology you know i mean he's just he makes these to me what are very wordy but otherwise amateurish um uh attempts to um You know, to take up your time talking about what should be psychology, but essentially winds up being a bunch of philosophy. So he steps, he he steps over the line as a psychologist, he steps over the line and and philosophizes pretty much, um, but not, but in a weird way, by way of, uh, you know, uh, essentially by way of making connection to drama and theater. And how that is connected? How the archetype is connected? Well, you know what? Fuck the archetype, fuck the archetype. And then he, then he's all, uh, you know, uh, uh, then he's like, oh, but we need the man, we need the woman, and they, they have parts, they go together, you know, <laughs> don't they?
0: Eh?
2: <laughs> well, he did one. That's why specifically why I brought it up. He did one the other day. I don't listen to him very often, but sometimes I kind of get caught up. Um, I love a good show, especially when he starts debating people and tearing up young, like college kids, and telling them they're stupid. You yeah, know, it's always kind of fun to watch that.
1: Yeah, well, there's a level of you know. But
2: uh, he had, um, you know, they were asking about climate change and over uh, overpopulation, and he just came flat out and was like, "We don't have an over overpopulation problem. That's ridiculous." He goes, we have no we're not going to have an overpopulation problem. It's never going to happen. We're going to stabilize at about 10 billion people. That's what everybody kind of agrees on. He goes, it's it, to be nine but, nine right. or ten I think he said actually think he actually said nine or ten. He's like, we're going to stabilize. He goes, there's not an overpopulation problem. It's a ridiculous idea. There's no data to back it up. And, and I was kind of like, eh, yeah. it was like one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'm gonna to have to think about that and talk about that and I don't know if I quite agree
1: with that. Well, we have a management problem. It's well, like, well. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a matter of the people; it's how we're using the people and managing our people and how we're educating and mm. and 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 uh, uh, maintaining the health and wealth of our people. Yeah. So, you, you, you know, it, guys like this are, are again. There's. They're sort of like trying to carry all this old baggage into the new paradigm. That's what pisses me off about ah. him and and his ilk is they are a bunch of old paradigm uh, huggers, you know. <laughs> they just won't let go. You know, they go, well, well how's that going to work? How's the square going to roll? Well, you know, you got to actually kind of – not. it's not going to be a square anymore. It's going to be a circle. Yeah, well – I don't see how circles going to roll because it's a square. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, God love you. You know, because we need the squares and you're going to maintain the squares. You know, but Bucky will tell you squares are really hard to maintain. That's what our problem is. You know? <laughs> Got to get into the uh, circles, you know, the polygons and yeah, circles, yeah, sure. and polygons, <laughs> and triangles. Yeah, Tri- I say triangulation for us because you know we need some sort of bridge we can't just go right back into the great arch
2: i suppose that brings up um i've heard you, i heard you say it a couple times while you were talking i hate i actually had this question this was, i was almost asked you this rather than uh the uh don't be so sure of what you want you won't accept better um and i've actually been really wondering about this how do you feel about hate hate now now I think we can all agree that there's I, certain things that we hate. Man. I hate religion or I hate Man. spiders. I, I hate, I'll kill a spider immediately if, it, if I say, I, you know, do you, is there, is there any, a person
1: that you have ever hated? Oh, geez. You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, that's a hard one. Only as a child, I think as a child, I have hated. I know that anyone that hurt my mother would, you know, I would hate, and, you know, would imagine killing them. And, yeah.
2: and is that how, I was, yeah. that was the other, you know, how, how do you define hate? Because I always to hate to me you is. No, it's
1: just an over, o, 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 over, uh, it's an overactive emotion. I mean, you know, you, to, to hate.
2: I suppose hate is like anger times well, 10. The, the, here's, no,
1: it? the thing is, is here's the thing. i right, Hate. I have hate. You have hate. Anger. Same, you know, kind of. It may be different levels, right? But here it is, and that is, it's about controlling emotion. It's not about not having emotion, right? Sure. And you know, so, you, know. um, you, hate is can be a, a, a good motivator or a bad motivator. You know, it all depends. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I just know that if you know the the human species well enough, that would really be hard to truly. Harbor concepts is hate, you know, uh, hate even for hate
2: for
1: even say myself, no, (laughs) even hate
2: for say an idea
1: hate for is there an idea a, is there a oh, difference you can't, you can't hate hate ideas
2: or, man. I, or, yeah. or 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 things like religion i i hate religion yeah, i would yeah you know
1: to see it. I, I tell you what i hate pollution I, i'm glad uh, well then see, you'll be happy when the humans are dead <laughs> <laughs> you know or I, I maybe i shouldn't i will be yeah, is, there a, is there a difference between hating a thing or an idea and hating a person? Is there a difference? Is it a? a I'm not sure. Is a person pick up on your hate and that could be very detrimental to a person and and that other person but thing don't give a give a damn about your your hate. I hate things all day long, I guess I could say. It. You know, things I hate. I hate things. But as far as people go, man, I just know that people are people, man. We get into, we have lives that lead us to situations that, um, you know, and, and and I, I, yeah, uh, you know, because, you know, especially when you have, you break up with, with, you know, loved ones, you know, spouses, Mm -hmm. and you break up and, and uh, a lot of times it's hard not to have those kinds of feelings, but I don't have those feelings. I just feel that, that you know, I know too well how things went. I, I can, you, when you're inside a situation and you're paying attention, you can usually see how things are going to go <laughs> or I can, <laughs> yeah. no, you but you got to pay attention. If you're not paying attention, you can't see you're mm-hmm. just going for the ride then, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is true.
1: I think that, you know, here's the thing. Right? If you're going to hitch, let's say metaphorically speaking, if you're going to hitchhike and accept a ride from somebody, do them and yourself a favor of being a good co pilot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we all need a good co pilot. I mean, I would pick up a stranger on the road if I was riding by myself and, you know, and I had many miles to go. You know, a coal pilot like you saved your life, you know. So, uh, you know, this whole idea of jobs and all that, yeah, I, I, I'm going to bring it back to that whole I, I idea. If you're going to give, just, just make sure you take. And if you're going to take, make sure you give, you know. Uh, make sure you, it, 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 life is breathing. And that's why the Hawaiians say, you know the holy because they didn't learn to breathe. That's what they mean by breathe. They give and take. It's just give you give or take and take. You know, <laughs> yeah. you got to breathe. I didn't give. I didn't take it. You know, hey, I I have stuff, and eventually it will feel really good to give this stuff to somebody else. You know. Hmm. And then somebody will have stuff feel good to give it to somebody else. You know, we're a fucking symbiosis. How the hell do you get around that? You know, I wish people would stop pretending like we're not a symbiosis because it's just really silly, and it's making a bunch of people look bad that actually shouldn't look bad at all. You know, yeah. they should actually be shining examples have how how we all should live. You know. I'm going to use Eagle as a mild example of that, <laughs> you know, people really look at him and go, man, he's fucking living in his car. And like, you know what? For as much as you do for what you live and whatnot, fuck you. Jesus Christ. He's living direct. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what he can afford. That's what he has. That's, he's, he's not going to live above his means. <laughs> you know, he's living his means. And I think if everybody lived their means, shit, they'd be in worse shape than he than he's in. You know. I mean, I even look at it in ways with you know the way I live. you know. If people actually lived the way they in their means, <laughs> they'd be coming to me for help.. <laughs> but as it stands, everyone set the bar so high and worked so damn hard for it to be there. <laughs> right that well i i pardon there is a little uh audio technicality and here we are now <laughs> we're we're here a day later and we did another podcast that one actually got corrupted and erased but the one from yesterday did not get corrupted and was actually still so uh yeah it's or, uh, I'll tell you what you did. You were talking about hating, and if I hate anything, if I've ever expressed <laughs> hatred more to anything, it's been to computers and technology. I think you have heard me. Oh yes. go insane. Regarding my hatred towards computers and whatnot, it's uh, our, uh, our robot overlords. Oh man! So yeah, when things like that happen, and you you know do like a half hour podcast, and no, uh, and then you do another half hour podcast, you already you're an hour in the hole, and you still lost your stuff. <laughs> and but then you didn't use lose your stuff. But that but then you did. I don't know. We don't even know if this is gonna work <laughs> or not. But even sure. you know, we hope. You've enjoyed the show, <laughs> whatever uh, whatever version you got. Yeah, it can be sur- survived. The uh, the technology, um, uh, uh, gremlins. That's G-gremlins. what it is. Yeah, it's gremlins yeah. and goblins. <laughs> so this is Integrity Radio. I'm your host Z. You're with me and my co-host uh, Ben Jacobson, the secular. Humanist. He is a secular humanist. He's uh, he has sort of this Tourette's going on right now, where he just says, "I'm Ben Jacobson, I'm the secular, secular humanist." He he actually t- that's how he always secular uh, t- secular secular t- he, <laughs> he announces himself to everyone like that, even out on the streets. Hi, Hi I'm Ben Jacobson, <laughs> the Hi. secular humanist. How you doing, I'm secular? And then, humanist. of course, anybody that <laughs> listens to any of the fifty-seven secular humanist podcasts out there and says, "Really, oh, really no." <laughs> It's like Maui Loa when he, uh, when his dad named him Dr. Maui. (laughs) What a great thing to do. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, all right. Uh, Ben has a podcast here on Anchor called The Secular Humanist. humanist. Definitely go check that out. Um, we, the Integrity Radio is actually Integrity, no, is Anchor.fm slash integrity uh we're also the art of integrity on no 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 we're integrity radio on facebook you're the secular humanist on facebook um and yeah you can find us there you know oh before we leave you know what
0: i have
1: the shot tube for this buck jones this is a 1934 buck jones special with the uh, fancy guidance GPS system on there. <laughs> That's the. It's height. got a little uh, um, compass on there and a sundial. And um, yeah, it's it's like a little pump uh, gun. It's it's really a take on the Markham King number five, which they then uh, made the uh, junior pump gun uh And then made the Buck Jones 107, all the same damn gun. I know because I I have them, uh, but this now is ready to go. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm going to be putting this up uh, unless I change my mind, something crazy, I'll be putting this up on eBay as well. And uh, you know, just remember, uh, if you are shooting bb guns uh, from 1934 or earlier uh, you gotta use lead bb's oh yeah yeah i don't think anybody yeah i, I oh. wonder how many people listening probably even maybe. care about what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> but if you go to pickingadaisy.com you'll see my whole bb gun collection and um if you go to ebay and look up cali air 2018 you'll see all the bb guns i've got up on ebay Um, And uh, that's it for this edition of Integrity Radio. Thanks for joining me and uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Have a good one, everybody. Look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, everybody, this is Z. I've been wanting to write this song for quite some time, maybe two, three years. It's called The Whiffle Blast Song. You want a whiffle blast? So, if you like that song, let me know, share it, uh, Mm -hmm. and maybe I'll put that up on iTunes, uh, give it a good mix, Mm -hmm. and offer it for download. All right, you can also check out the music of Integrity Radio over on Spreaker, Mm -hmm. search for the art of integrity. And if you listen carefully, you can hear Luna snoring.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening.